Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today I am excited to talk about our guest today. They are a master hypnotist, author, speaker, subconscious sales master, podcaster, and of course, a cat fancier. For the last 20 years, he has taught thousands of already successful salespeople and entrepreneurs how to explode their sales by leading their prospects to convince them to buy the product themselves. Please welcome our guest and his and birthday boy, Mr. Paul Ross. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And yes, it is my birthday and I'm a super cat fancier. My two baby girls are asleep, uh, cozy on their cushions on my bed. I don't get to touch those cushions. <laughs> they belong to them. In fact, when you work for a cat, you're just a butler and you live in their home, you pay the rent, but it's their place. I like that. I like how you uh, uh, connected being a cat owner. You're not a cat owner. You work for the cat. They're the boss. You're the employee. I'm the uh, butler. <laughs> you're the butler for the cat. I love that. And it's very, very true. Cats are very uh, interesting people, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting animals. But, um, Paul, I gave a bit of an intro about what you do mm -hmm. and who you are. Mm -hmm. But I would love for you to explain to my audience what is it that you do and how do you use subtle words to sell? Well, I do a lot of things. As you said in the beginning, I believe I'm an author, podcaster, elite sales trainer, master hypnotist. And what I didn't tell you is I teach men how to pick up and seduce women as a, I've been doing that for 30 years. And so I also consider myself to be a healer because a lot of these guys come to me, they're very, very damaged and traumatized and lack social skills. So I work with them. But what happened, Phil, is about uh, 2007, I started to get emails from guys saying, hey, thank you so much for what you taught me. Here's a picture of my family, my kids. And by the way, I've been using this and tripling my business, the same thing you teach for seduction. I'm using it basically to seduce my clients. I thought, hey, dumbass, why didn't you see that correlation? <laughs> so I went back into my mad scientist linguistic laboratory and I came up with this system, this subconscious sales advantage system, this way of going directly to the person's unconscious mind where we know the decisions, the important decisions are truly being made. I like that. I like that. And I love how one aspect of your life was able to influence and take off the next aspect of your life. Um, when when did you decide um, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Like, obviously, being a... Uh, well, well, I had tried to work. Uh, first of all, I always knew I was meant for something big to make an impact. I knew that from the time I was five years old. I didn't know what. And... I wanted to be a comedy writer, a career that thankfully failed. I wrote one of the worst movies ever made. Really, truly, it's called They Still Call Me Bruce. Not They Call Me Bruce, but the sequel, They Still Call Me Bruce, <laughs> starring a Korean comedian. Uh, anyway, named Johnny Yoon, may he rest in peace. So I wanted to do that, and then I had it didn't work out. After college, I worked so many crappy jobs. 
finally started working as a paralegal, which I like. But, you know, when you work for someone else, you don't own your life. And to this day, I don't know who it is. Someone sent me a book on picking up women in bars. And I read it and I thought, I can do better than this, make some money, eventually quit my job. So that began my career. I invested. I wrote a book. I won't say the name of it because, man, you'll get complaints from your female audience members or maybe not and i thought i can build a business on this let's put ads in the back of women's uh, men's magazines and see what we do if we can sell the book and sure enough we did and the ad said the amazing seduction secrets of a skinny ugly six-foot geek from culver (laughs) city california that could get you all the hot sexy women you ever wanted no matter what your looks social status or age and that, boom, I learned how to write copy from a guy named Gary Halbert. I've had a, a few mentors in my life. That launched that career. And then I was spending the money I was earning. And through a series of events that I don't want to get into, I got on all the TV talk shows. was making so much money, I was losing money by going into work. And I said to my boss, Teresa, I love, I love working for you. You're the best boss I've ever had. But coming into the office is losing me money. She said, Paul, I understand if you want to leave now, uh, I, I get it. But here's the biggest thing, Phil. I remember the last day I worked, I drove out of the parking garage that this law firm sat on top of, took my key card and went to the pier and just flung it off into the ocean, which is wrong thing to do. Monday <laughs> night, I was driving home. I thought, look at all these people. They have to go to work in the morning, but I don't. I love that. And what was that feeling like? So obviously throwing a company's key card into the ocean, probably not the smartest thing to do, especially a law firm where they have a few people that can probably. Well, no, that's not right. That's not reason why it's polluting the ocean with plastic. Of course, there's that that too, but also company property. You've got to respect there. But the pollution of the ocean, uh, we don't want to kill. But what was that feeling like? Like when you, you it finally. Was, was like, live, it was like the first time you, you can I say first time you get laid (laughs) it's like wow this is amazing shit i've been missing this my whole life it was wonderful a wonderful feeling of liberation i didn't feel scared or anxious or any of that i i just felt liberated and free i can only imagine like i i remember when i was finally like i said to my boss i quit like the stress just disappeared like obviously a new stress came in when you start your entrepreneurial journey and right that but but it, it's it's a stress that you, you it's ownership. I can take accountability for it. It's these are my problems. Whereas when you're working for someone else, I have the stress of going to work, dealing with customers I don't want to deal with. I'm not passionate about this thing. But then you you lose all those stress when you finally just go. Well, on the other hand, I would say entrepreneurship is not for people who need certainty, a guarantee, of course, a consistent paycheck. You have to be willing. The way I looked at it is I had no choice. I just couldn't keep, I enjoyed aspects of being a paralegal, but I just, I I just couldn't do it. I had no choice. I think sometimes to make the entrepreneurial journey, you have to get to the point where you say, I have no other choice. Like this just will not work for me. I just dumped my girlfriend today because I thought this is not going to work for me. No matter how I twist it, turn it, what angle I look it at, she's keeping me from finding the person who's, I'm truly going to be fulfilled with. She's got to go. And difficult as it was. And I also think that when you're an entrepreneur, you have to learn to make good decisions that you just don't have to do if you're a corporate 
flunky on some level of the corporate ladder you do absolutely but if you're working a nine to five usually you don't or a nine to six yeah it's very true um what was it what what steps did you do to start scaling your business now obviously you started in the seduction area then you got told hey I'm using what you taught us for seduction to make money with right. clients and not because right. I'm happy I'm married and all that. What was that like switch was like, what was it? A- well, I'm still in the middle. It's still an ongoing process. Hmm. So the easiest way I have a, a couple of really good business coaches, but one of them said, look, and most people don't know me as Paul Ross. They know me by my alter ego, Ross Jeffries. There's a lot of people in the sales and entrepreneurial world who don't want to admit, admit they're closeted fans of Ross Jeffries, the speed seduction guru. I call my system speed seduction. Now everyone's furiously running to Google and typing in Ross Jeffries speed seduction. And yes, it's true. Tom Cruise did play me in a movie. That's uh, if I tilt the camera, that's Tom over there in that picture. And then that's me. So the journey was I, I, mapped it over and it's an ongoing process. My coach said, look, there's so many people on your seduction list of customers who also happen to be seven, eight figure entrepreneurs and salespeople. You need to start reaching out to them, which is what we've been doing through email campaign and some other things we've been doing. And also through doing referrals and joint ventures, working with people and saying, look, I have this customer base present what I'm doing. I think it's one of the fastest ways to leverage and scale yourself rather than paid ads, which can, which is a nightmare or building up social media, which I don't have the patience. I just use my podcast. Also, my podcast is a great way. I don't care how many listeners are on my podcast. I care about how, first of all, the only audience member that matters to me is the person I'm interviewing or the person who's interviewing me. Because here's the opportunity to do joint ventures with our clients. I'm looking for that. I think every morning, how can I do half the work and make twice the money? What can I do? I love that. And that's a great way of looking at it. Like, how can we connect with people? How can we take a, 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 a chance encounter and make it into something more like a, a better connection, a better partner. Like I, I have to agree with my podcast. It's one of the best ways of getting future guests on my podcast. Cause obviously I'm interviewing entrepreneurs who have a vast network of other entrepreneurs who would love to talk about their stories. So getting guests on for me at the beginning was a real struggle, just like finding clients and getting clients struggle. But once you hit a certain point, they start coming to you. Um, do you feel like that as well when you're when you're out prospecting for clients? Like the the word of mouth starts to open. I'm up at a it? point in my career where I don't have to. People look for me, so I do joint ventures. I'm doing a joint hypnosis seminar with someone who's a rising superstar. He's been on Dr. Phil, and he's got a community the size of which I could never hope to reach. No way could I do it, particularly at my age. It would take me 10 years even to begin to catch up. He loves me, rightly looks at me as his mentor and teacher. And so we're going to be doing something together that's going to pay off handsomely. I would much rather do that. Depends on your status. If people don't know who you are, then you have to do other things. You have to take them from not knowing you to knowing who you are, to being interested, to being fans to being customers to being evangelists you know that 
Yeah, the, the, the whole. But I'm lazy. I say cut your way through. Take people who have a big community, get them to endorse you. That's the, that's one of the best ways to uh, jump uh, jump ahead of the game and connect with people. Allow you to have that authority and pay people if you need to. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to step in. It's it's quite all right, uh, uh, Paul. Uh, yeah, it's it's true. You can also uh, grease the palms, if you will, because it can always help uh, if you're able to do it. But if you're not, connect with and create joint ventures with others to show the value that you have. Um, I, I would love to hear about maybe a a memory that you have that cemented you doing your doing transitioning from you know the the uh, persona of Ross Jeffries into the businessman of Paul Ross. <laughs> that is a tale long in the telling, my friend. As I believe they said in Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Wow. I'm always in the process of making that transition. I guess what did it is multiple coaches who I paid tens of thousands of dollars all kept saying the same thing. Everyone, I'm, I'm going to swear, everyone fucking knows you're the OG Ross Jeffries. They know how powerful you are and they're closeted fans of yours. Stop hiding it. Feature it. So I just started in, like going on podcasts and saying, by the way, I'm the seduction coach, Ross Jeffries. That's very polarizing, by the way. And early on, I learned that that was a very effective way to market. You want to offend the people who are not good prospects, which helps you magnetize the people who are. I don't know if that's a good answer, but it's about as much thoroughness as I can can give you. No, I, I love it because it is true. You you have to go after the people that are already uh, the th- what I like to call the three percent, the three percent that are already going to say yes to you instead of the ninety seven that are, are are either a maybe or a no. Why focus on that? Focus on the the, the people that already want to work with you and just build the uh, base I'll, from that. I'll cut it from three percent to far less than that because I have to be the one excuse me, who thinks, are they the kind of person I want to work with? Are they open-minded? Are they willing to take on unconventional ways of thinking? Are they willing to have a courageous, fun, exploratory mindset as they let me guide them into the unknown, into the weird? Listen, what I teach colors outside the lines, disconnects the dots, looks like I'm frozen. Did I freeze? No, you're good. You're good. It disconnects the dots. Yeah. Colors outside the lines and uh, breaks breaks the paradigm. So they have to have that mindset. And then they have to be able to pay me mucho fungolas. I am far and away the most expensive trainer you will ever be glad you hired. I can. That's because I can get results. There's a client who worked with me for four months. What, uh, if you would you be happy to get a hundred percent improvement in your results? I don't know anybody who would say no to that. How about two thousand percent increase in your sales in in four months? That's uh, that's impressive. Okay, so if you go to paulrossresults.com. PaulRossResults.com. You'll see my client Fabian. He was doing fifteen hundred dollars in commissions when he started. I took him to over thirty thousand dollars a month in commissions. That's a massive increase. And watch the testimonial. It's totally true and absolutely believable. My God, I, that that is an insane uh, 
increase of uh, productivity and commission for uh, for someone who's probably doing, like you said, the least amount of work to get the maximum amount of money. Yeah. And uh, I my whole when I work with people and that's why, uh, honestly, I work with three people a quarter and I'll tell you why I want to get paid. My whole deal is you don't pay me anything up front. Nothing. What you pay me is the difference between your numbers when you start and the numbers where they are 90 days or four months after we're done working. That's mine to keep. I get to look at all your books. And that's why I want to make sure that you're already doing well, because I don't want to take someone who's doing crappy. Usually Fabian's case is different because now I want to make the cash. If they're doing super well and I can't improve it, then I'll talk to them on the phone. If we're not a good fit, I'll give them a couple of tips and wish them well and ask for a referral. That's great business. Obviously, you can only take people who uh, need to get to the next level. If they're already at that level that you're helping them get to, it's harder to get to the next level. Um, they got to be able to have, let me earn a lot of money be, I, and they have to execute. If their team won't execute, yeah, that's, it won't work. Of course, the execution is so key. Um, I would love to transition and understand, um, uh, maybe give a, uh, the audience a piece of advice to start their journey to the next step, to getting to that place where they can start to hire you because they're not making the mucho dineros that can uh, afford you, uh, Paul Ross. What is some steps that they can do or some pieces of advice that you have for them? you got to have a good team around you. I, I don't care. First of all, in your personal life, you got to have a good team. Got rid of the girl. Oh, I got rid of her. I the contact because she was not showing up as a good team member. There was no reciprocity there. You got to have team members who are consistent, competent, trustworthy, and understand reciprocity. My team members in my business life or my personal life all do that. And you've got to have a team. You just have to. My operations manager runs the business. I want to take out a $10 million life insurance policy on him. <laughs> I'm serious. I told him because if anything happens to him, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out of business. My coaches, I have a couple. I have my coach, Jim Palmer. I love Jim. I mentioned him on the air, even though you shouldn't promote somebody else, but I will. Uh, he helped me make a ton of money. You've got to have a team. There's no other way. Team, 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 team. Second thing, second thing that's equally important, Phil, you have to have a way of learning how to make good decisions. I said learning. How do you make good decisions? Everyone talks about positive thinking. You go to a thousand seminars, positive thinking, vision boarding. Oh, great. Fantastic. But if you're making shitty decisions, then you're still going to tank. Blockbuster video. Oh, they were confident. They were sure they had projections and grand visions of a blockbuster on every store, but they weren't paying attention. The guys who created Netflix were 50 million in the hole. They went to a board meeting. They thought, what do we try to sell our company for? Well, we're in the hole for 50 million. Let's ask for 50 million. They got laughed out of the office. They got laughed out of the board meeting simply because the people didn't have the foresight and the ability to make good decisions and look and go, wait a minute, this projection of ours is not matching the new technology. I'm sure they were confident, right? But they were they were screwed. I love it. And it's a great, 
great. That's a great piece of advice. Be ready. You know, have a great team around you. Know your value. Know, make great decisions pretty much is the basis of everything. Um, I want to know, where do you kind of see yourself in five years? You're, you're transitioning out of well, the... Hopefully alive at 65. I work <laughs> with my trainer five days a week. She cooks all my meals. I'm down about five pounds of fat in, five, in, in one month. So I'm working on my health. I see myself working in a particular niche, doing VIP, because I work with high net worth individuals, I can help them make tons of money. It doesn't fix their internal problems and not uh, imposter syndrome. I see myself taking very high net worth people, doing retreats with them in some exotic location, charging them a piss ton of money and delivering healing and self-improvement results that no one else can. Think about this. If I can take a guy who's a 40, and this is no joke, 50-year-old virgin who's filled with shame, absolutely hates himself, and a matter of months teach him to actually appreciate himself, get rid of the trauma, get rid of the pain, I can take successful people and, and get them out of that state. I'm a fantastic hypnotist. I do transformational trance work that is unmatched. So that's what I want to do. See myself with uh, my person who understands reciprocity, trust, consistency. Those things are super important. Those are very, very important things to have, not only in a partner, but in a teammate and in anybody. In anybody. It's just better. Those are the core values that should be passed on. And this lady had many wonderful qualities, but those three weren't one of them. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to know if I snap my fingers, I'm bringing in your 10 year old self, you know, before you were the tall, lanky nerd, you were your 10 year old self. I don't know how tall you were. You were probably five foot 20 at 10, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir. But I have your 10 year old self here. I need you to give him a piece of advice. What, what, piece of advice are you giving your 10 year old self learn to play the guitar so you get laid learn boxing jujitsu and krav maga so you can kick the crap out of anyone and un- and develop financial literacy those are the things i i tell him those are some great pieces of advice uh maybe not uh m- no, they're good. They're good. You're learning how to protect. Oh yourself. wow, you didn't like them. No, they're good. I wasn't a fan of the beating people up. I, I like to use my words to de-escalate. How about self-defense? Well, that's self-defense. Great. Listen, I de-escalate too, but there are people in this world who don't care about that. Who only speak the language of violence. It's uh, someone said. I think it's Jordan Peterson, who I'm not particularly a fan of, but always. But some of the things he said are right on. The world needs more dangerous men. Dangerous doesn't mean you hurt people. It means if you need to, in the defense of the innocent, you're capable of doing so. I like that. That is, and like you said, not a huge fan of Jordan Peterson, but of that quote, I, I do have to agree. Yeah. You, you have to be. If you're able to, you need to protect those who are unable to protect themselves. Yeah, protect the innocent. Protect the innocent. Um, Paul, I'm going to jump off stage here. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can support you um, with everything uh, that you do. Right. So the floor, sir, is yours. Right. So my ideas, I, I acknowledge, are batshit crazy. If you want to get a free taste where you can go out right away, apply what I teach you, I have a 
18 minute training on crushing objections. They work for any field, especially for investment real estate. That's totally free. It also includes a downloadable copy of this book, but mainly grab it for the video training. Go to paulrossbook.com and it's my rapid sales accelerator. Totally free. paulrossbook.com. If you think, if you're willing to take me up and you're already doing a high seven, eight figure business and you understand the structure of my deal, which is you pay me nothing up front. I get the difference between when you begin and when you end, apply to work with me. It's we'll have a conversation. If I look at what you're doing and don't want to work with you or you don't want to work with me, no problem. We can part buddies and I'll give you some usable tips right there on the conversation. That's uh, speaker Paul Ross forward slash apply. And uh, you check out my own podcast, which is the influencer's edge. We interview not just people in sales and entrepreneurship. We've interviewed former FBI agents, CIA, former special forces, very interesting stuff about mind control and the like. So catch me on any one of those ways. Paul, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking with me. It's been a, uh, a pleasure uh, having you in my network and learning about all the stuff that you do. Thank you. And to my audience, remember to check down the show notes. All there will be the links to Paul's stuff. And make sure you go check him out because he will be able to take you to the next level. And I thank you very much. And remember to always invest in yourself.